one of the things that I just want to talk to you about this about today is this is just having a Caleb attitude. And and look at in in my notes, I just want to remind you of this. I love this saying, don't put a question mark where God has placed a period. Amen. Look at every one of you has something to offer our world. You have been called to literally change the world. I believe this with my whole heart. I believe every one of you has an incredible destiny, that every single one of you have been purposed. God has gifted you to do great things. You're just not here to exist, but you're here to make a difference. I don't care how old you are. I don't care where you're from. You, God needs you. And if you take steps of faith, he will radically take what you put in front of him, and he will take. He will, he will expedite. He will cause you to do things that will that will just blow your mind. God needs you. Come on, somebody. I truly believe the Holy Spirit is always stirring us to be better. Amen? He's always, he's always reminding us. He's always stirring you to be better. And I believe right now God is orchestrating the right people around you. Right now, he's orchestrating. He is the best orchestrator there is to connect you to that next level. See, you go as far as the people you're around. You see, you need to be people around who just believe. And you never know, man. You never know who it is that you're sitting next to. Treat them right. Amen? Come on, somebody. You never know. You could be at the store. You know, I was, I still, Pastor, I'm still tripping that I was for 12 years. I was the chaplain of the Oakland Raiders, man. I'm just a homie. Come on, somebody from the east side of San Jose. I'm just, man, I'm telling you, I'm nobody special. But I meet a, and, and, you know, this is where we kind of, we were boys because I grew up a big Niner fan. I mean, Niners, Niners, Niners. And then, listen, I ended up meeting a gentleman by the name of Napoleon Kaufman. And Napoleon, he and I, we just connected at a mall. Out of all places, at a mall. We connected at a mall, next thing you know. We become boys, right? And I could not believe when he calls me up, he says, brother. He goes, man, how would you like to be the team chaplain of the Oakland Raiders? you need to pray about that? I said, one of those Nehemiah prayers. I said, God just answered, yes, indeed. Come on, man. I'm saying, yes, indeed. You don't got to ask this brother twice. Come on, man. Being a team chaplain of the Oakland Raiders. I mean, that still trips me out. And so I say that is because, because man, when, see, if I would have never met Napoleon, that would have never happened. You see, all I'm saying is you never, you never know who you're going to meet. That God is, is connecting with you just to orchestrate that next step for you. Man, I'm telling you, I... Recently, I do this event with, uh, with Tim Brown. It was this housing event that I worked with him, offering folks, you know, he, he's a spokesman for Freddie Mac. They're the ones who offer homes and so on. So I helped him out a little bit. And little did, little did I know that one of the guys that I was going to meet there at this event was in Oakland. This was about two months ago. Was this dude, was, he is the... Um, he has the largest Hispanic network in America. Trip out on this. I meet this dude named Mark. Mark is this big-time dude. And next thing you know, Mark reaches out to me. He says, well, I observed what you did with Tim Brown. He says, dude, I need to connect with you. Come on, somebody. Next thing you know, he flies me out to Dallas. This is last week. 
and I'm meeting with 25 of some of the t some of the biggest leaders in America. They're all Latino. And I was tripping on that. This lady goes, hey, I'm in, I work with all of the, the government of Puerto Rico. And, uh, and, and the trippy thing was this. And I don't know, if any, anybody here from Puerto Rico? Anybody from Puerto Rico? Look it, I'm telling you this. Puerto Rico, listen. In Puerto Rico, there's four million folks. Three million are unemployed. Man, she was just sharing with us all this information about Puerto Rico. And I told the Lord, I said, God, use me. I need, I want to help somehow, some way, Puerto Rico. You see, you never know who you connect with. You could be at the grocery store and God will connect you with that right person. You need, I'm just telling you, he's always orchestrating. This is why it's never cool to be rude. Come on, somebody. I'm just telling you, you'd be like, hey, what's going on, man? When I was on my way to Dallas, I sit next to this dude who's an attorney, John Valencia. I just met him. Man, next thing you know, we talked from, from San Francisco to Dallas. Next thing you know, man, anytime you need anything, Adam, let me know. Here, here's, here's my card. And we've connected now four or five times. He has my church app. He sends me pictures. Look it. Don't be too cool, man. Don't, don't be, don't be, like, this is something about us, right? When we, you grow up a little hard, right? You want to showcase, like, what's up? Forget all that stuff, man. You just connect. Hey, how are you? I mean, God bless you. Well, you don't, I mean, whatever. You got to be cool, man, because God was constantly orchestrating. We, you know, we like to size people up, right? We look them up and down and stuff. Forget all that stuff, because that could be the very person God has connected you to. To, to shift you, come on somebody, to turn that corner that you've been needing. Look, I'm, I'm just telling you, kindness goes a long way. You see? So, this is why I love the Lord, because he's constantly orchestrating. He's constantly connecting us up. You see? There's some right breaks coming for you. Could we say amen? There's some right things coming your way. What I've told the church, you know, Bridgepoint Church, I always, 2016, no more lack. Could we say amen? No more lack. 2016, no more lack. No more, no mas lack. I don't know how to say lack in Spanish. Lacado. I don't know. <laughs> Hopefully that's not a cuss word or so. Anna's my checker. My wife, she'll tell me, like, dude, you just cussed, and you didn't even know it. And so, <laughs> and she gets so irritated with me when she's puro espanol, and I try to speak Spanish, and I say the wrong things. That's why I don't teach you Spanish, more Spanish, Adam. You're always making fun. And so anyway, but, hey, I really thank God for my wife. We've been married 25 years, and so I'm pumped about that. So all I want to say is this, a better you evolves when you stay connected with God and his people. Amen. When you stay involved with the things of God, you see, and I just want to say this, look, and just this food for thought that I just want to say is having a Caleb attitude. Say that with me, a Caleb attitude. One more, one more time, a, I want you to have this, this attitude. He's one of my favorite favorite uh, persons in the scripture simply because those of you who are familiar with the story of, of um, Moses leading his people to the promised land and, 
And there was, he, he selects 12 spies, and out of the 12 spies, they sent him to do a little scouting, uh, a scout going on, give him a scouting report. 12 of the spies come back, and they all were saying, yes, God, uh, yes, Moses, you have this incredible opportunity, but there's more giants. I don't think, I don't think we'll be able to move forward. And two of the spies, Joshua and Caleb, they had a different report. They had a different story. They're saying, hey, they quiet down everybody, and they say, look, I know that everything looks big. I know everything looks out there that we can't handle, but listen, God is with us, and we can do it. So this is having a Caleb attitude. And so look at this. It's in Numbers chapter 14. I want to just use this. And I love this because here is some de a description that the Bible talks about his servant Caleb. Numbers 14, 24 says, but because my servant Caleb has a different spirit and follows me wholeheartedly, I will bring him into the land he went to and his descendants will inherit it. Say this with me, a different spirit. A, now look at this word different in the actual original language. It means, believe it or not, it means to be strange. That basically he was saying, you know, Caleb has a strange spirit. And this is something that I want us to understand is that for us to move forward and the things that God has for you that he has right now in place, you have to be a little strange to believe it. I truly believe this. Look, you have to be, you have to just believe this. It's a little strange, but you got to believe of every promise that God has promised you. You got to believe it. You have to believe that God can use you and take you to places that no man or no woman could ever take you. It's, you have to be a little strange. You have to be a little different. Come on, somebody. You have to, you, you just have to believe it. You just have to, hey, like I was saying, you introduce yourself to people. Some of us, that's not in our nature, but, but be a little strange. Let people know who you are. Get, get crazy with God. Don't, man, come on, somebody. Don't, don't. Don't try to be something you're not. Just be who you are. We don't have to be any, you don't have to have, you know, when I remember when I went to go interview with, uh, with the Oakland Raiders, man, our car was so messed up. Come on, somebody now. So embarrassed of having a messed up car. Come on, man. I'm going to interview. I go into, I remember going into the Oakland Raiders, their, their uh, parking lot, and I saw the best, the nicest BMW, the nicest, come on, somebody, the nicest cars around, and here I come in in this, like, 25-year-old car that barely even worked. Come on, man. And I remember I was so intimidated and thinking, man, what am I going to tell them? My car needs Jesus. Come on, somebody, you know. <laughs> and I'm so embarrassed, but there was something inside me was just strange enough to say, who cares about what kind of car I drive? And all I'm saying is this, who cares what you have or you don't have? You don't have to side. Look at you. You just have to impress God. Man, last week when I was with all these people, I'm not kidding you. I was with all these like, man, these folks had like networks and big giant churches. This one gentleman goes, I have the largest church in Albuquerque. I'm like, well, man, I know where the largest pizza place is in Albuquerque, man. You know, so the way I'm thinking is like, dang, man, everybody's like all these like big time folks. And and I just straight up told folks, you know, and it was my turn to talk. And I just gave folks kind of my little 
bile, but I just said this, man. I just believe God can do anything. And look, I don't have the largest church, I told them, but I believe God can do anything. I believe what God, like, like I didn't care. I'm not trying to impress anybody. I'm not trying to make you think that I'm somebody. Because, if, because he's somebody and you're somebody just because of who you are. And once you suck that off out of you, like it gets, gets out of you, you will go further. Because if you try to impress other folks with, with credentials or with all those things, your reward's in full. But if you're just you and you let people know who you are and some of the issues that you deal with, we're not, man, we, God is still working on us. Can we say amen? We still got issues. If you're transparent, if you're real, man, I'm telling you, because that's a little strange. Everybody wants to be cool, right, and perfect. Ah, man, that's for somebody else. I'm just a trip, but I love God. Come on, somebody. And look, at, I know it's a little strange. But that's what God found in Caleb. Somebody who was strange enough just to be who they are and recognize that God can use them. You know, it's an attitude. It's a mindset. It's understanding who you are. It's understanding who he is. Caleb was just different. Different in his heart, different in his, you know, just the way he was. I can imagine quieting down the people and say, listen, no, no, our God, with him, we can do all things. I, you know, my wife and I, when we, when we started Bridgepoint Alameda, it was one of the worst times of, of the economy in 2010. And here I am, one of the main pastors at Cathedral of Faith, right? Those of you who are familiar with San Jose, 12,000-member church. I'm one of the main dudes. I mean, who wants to bust from, you know, pastor and I were best friends? Who wants, you know, I'm like, man, God, this is cool. I like this. Bam, bam, you know. Had a cool office. And next thing when God began to stir Ann and I, man, I'm thinking, okay, God, if you move us out there, man, all right, we'll have we'll be Cathedral Faith too. We should be twelve thousand by next year, so we're cool. <laughs> God, we should have a building pretty quick then. And I never forget it, man. Like I had never stacked chairs in my life, and next thing you know, we're stacking chairs. We're like, but you know, somehow, I just I just knew what we had to do, and and then in the point of all this, is that. In the midst of all this, we were losing our house, right? Our house, our, you know, those of you who remember a few years ago, I mean, man, everybody's losing their house. Well, we're one of them. We're, man, we worked our heart off, butt off to have great credit, right, all the years. Worked hard. And in one little down economy, next thing you know, man, we go from A credit to double F credit. Come on, somebody. <laughs> you start losing, man. I'm like, dang, God, this is. So, but in this process, we're still strange enough to start this church. And the crazy thing was, was that we ended up, the chief of police, believe it or not, of, of Alameda was attending our church. And he goes, hey, man, um, are you ever planning to move out to Alameda? I says, absolutely, at some point. You know, we'd love to go out there, but 
you know, I wanted to tell them I was broke, but I was just like trying to be real cool, you know, because people thought just because I was with the Raiders that I had money, and I was like, oh, you know, hey, as a matter of fact, you know, we're just going to wait a couple of years. Bottom line, I'm saying, well, we got to save up. I mean, you know, I'm just, and I just go, hey, man, we'll get there. And he goes, hey, why don't you come and see the place? I don't know if how many of you are familiar with Alameda. It was right on the, on the, uh, the Bay, Bay Farm area. I mean, like, really nice area, right? And so I never heard of the Bay Farm area. We're in there. It's kind of by the Raiders facility. So we go there in a gated area, lagoon in the backyard, ocean right there. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I told, the, I told the chief, I says, hey, man, why don't you give me your, I'll take your info to the Raiders. Somebody will rent this house quick. I says, in a heartbeat, you know, Zach Miller, one of our tight ends, lived right here. And I go, you know, four, a few houses down, I go, it would be perfect for a player. And he goes, no, 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 how much money could you afford? And I'm so embarrassed, right? I just says, I can, I mean, I can afford this amount. And he goes, oh, it's yours, man. Come in and rent this house out. You don't have to put anything down. You just come in. So I'm thinking, oh, yes, indeed. <laughs> Shoot, bam, like, hey, let me give you my code to get in the house now through the gates. <laughs> you know what I mean? Click, 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 hey, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I like this, man. And it was all good until he says, hey, we're going to be here five. I mean, hey, he's now the chief of police in Fairfield. Uh, well, five years, I go, oh, perfect, man. Two, you know, so second year comes by, and the crazy thing was this. So when Mr. Davis passed away, so they call me up. I was one of the last guys that says, hey, we're going to move on. Um, uh, hey, we're not going to need your services as team chaplain. This is on a Monday. So... I'm like, you know, it hits you hard, right? Dang, just through a phone call. You know, you get 12 years of your life. Next thing you know, through a phone call. Okay, then, man. You know, they're like real quick. Okay, hey, we don't need you anymore. Bye-bye. <laughs> like, I'm just looking at the phone like, oh, my gosh, you know. And, and then the next Monday, the chief calls. And he says, hey, man, I just, ah, sorry I had to tell you, you got to move out, man, because we're selling our house. So I tell my wife, I think God is kicking us out of Alameda. We need to just go back to San Jose. And she goes, but remember, our house is in foreclosure in San Jose. You feel me? <laughs> Come on, somebody, right? I'm like thinking, man. But having a Caleb attitude, man, I'm just, just stick with me. So we're now literally, we went to our service. I had some of the guys, we, we you know, I care less about the gate amen so the gate when the u-haul was in there they put all our stuff in there crazy hate this gate right <laughs> hurry up and open up right <laughs> you know right that's the way life is right it was a blessing now it's a curse hope open so now we, we 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 put all that bad boy so we go to san jose and i just i tell my wife i says hey I go, let's just not take anything out because now not only houses are in foreclosure, it is on auction. It's on an auction, right? So auction date, man. And, uh, and so we just, we just says, we won't even unload. We'll just keep all our stuff here. And all I'm just saying is this. Here we are. And, you know, and look, like everybody else in here, you were tripping out. But kept something inside me. Just, just, God has your back. 
Even if everything seems to be tumbling, God has your back. He does not and will not forget who you are. Within two weeks, man, I'm a chaplain of the Raiders. Now I'm just an ex-chaplain. And now I'm moving away from my gated house into a house that has an auction date. San Jose. And just thinking, all right, God, I need you, man. And then all out of the blue, we get this letter from a bank. And basically the letter just said, um, hey, we are going to, and then, you know, I'm leaving some stuff out simply because of the time, but at the end of the day, in this letter, it says, this is what we are going to offer you. And this letter is in my living room now. It says, we are going to take, we bought the house for 859000 So the house dropped, it was, the value was at 540000 now, right, at the time. It says, so... What we're going to do is we are going to take your house, take your loan, and we are going to forgive. We're going to forgive your debt, and we are going to bring it back. We're going to redo your loan at $400,000 at 2%. And at the end of the day, I'm just telling you this. There is a letter, if you walk into our home, on our bookcase, that letter. And at the end of the day, they redid our loan at $400,000 at 2%. And all I'm saying is this. God has your back. When everything seems to not make sense, if you believe and if you have a different and a strange perspective on God, he will never let you down. And even if you may say, look, well, things haven't worked out for me. All I'm saying is have a strange enough spirit, a strange enough disposition to just believe that if God placed you and he placed these things inside you, he will come through. He will not let us down. Come on, somebody. Look at every one of you are special to the kingdom of God. I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying that of what God is doing and who he is. And if all I'm just wanting to remind you today is this, be a little different. You see, Caleb believed God had his back. He has your back. But he, look at Caleb believed that God was always on the lookout for him, that God's favor is on him. And I'm telling you, having an attitude, having a strange spirit, walk out of here knowing that he has your back and God's favor is on you. And everything that God has planned and everything God has purposed in your heart will evolve. He is no respecter of persons. He doesn't trip on what the external trips. He looks at our heart. He didn't bring you this far to leave you. Come on, somebody. Man, I truly believe radical change. Look at 2016, no more lack. No more lack. But with that, I'm teaching the church right now. It's called Deeper Waters. I'm in this series. 
And I'm just saying this. Our faith is worthless when we do nothing. And I'm, t- I'm challenging the church like nobody's business. You want God to move? Then sow like you've never have. Sow seed like you never have. Anytime you get an opportunity, you see, you sow seed. I'm a, I'm a result because my mom got saved. I grew up on a wildfire, man. I know what it's like, you know, growing up in the hood, growing up on welfare. My dad was a street man. I grew up, my mom and dad got divorced when I was five. My mom went on welfare. My dad went and lived on the streets. I know what it's like, man. My, everybody knew who my dad was. He was the guy playing the guitar for money to drink and to smoke, do his thing. Everybody knew who, who my dad was. And all I'm saying is, is, you know, we were just this family going nowhere. But my mom got saved, and I'll never forget, man. It was new for us. We were Catholic. My mom says, hey, I'm, I'm saved now. I had no idea what she meant. And then she goes, and I'm tithing to the church, her welfare. I'm like, dude, they're brainwashing you, man. She goes, no, I'm sowing because God is going to, he's going to save all my kids. I'm like, girl, say, I don't know what that means, but if you're giving your money, the little money we have, come on, somebody, man, they got you tripping. She had a different spirit. Come on, she had a strange spirit, sowing welfare, right? Next thing you know, bam, my younger brother gets saved. My other brother gets saved. My sister gets saved, and I was the last one, man. But all I'm saying is just to remind you, you want God to do crazy things? Sow. Sow seed. Get crazy. Man, if they have to come up here and say, rally you up to give, man, come on now. It's like, if you, if you can talk all you want, but if you don't ever give, I'm telling you. Look at when, when God created the world, look, the laws of physics, the law of aerodynamics, the law of gravity was already in place. But it wasn't until somebody dissected that somebody discerned and utilized the natural laws that we were able to have flight, electricity. And the same thing that comes in the spiritual realm. You see, there is spiritual laws. Until you utilize spiritual laws like faith, like favor until you utilize them they will never work for you i'm telling you straight up you want to see radical change what moves god look at what moves god is when you sow into his kingdom because we live in an earth curse system and so you're always going to be in lack if you always stay connected to this earth curse ways of sweat and toil but If you believe in God's spiritual laws and you take walks and you move in there, man, and you start sowing, all of a sudden it moves the kingdom. It moves the kingdom. And the kingdom, I'm telling you, without, look at, your faith means nothing until you do something with it. I'm telling my wife now, I go, Anna, we're going to be sowers like crazy. 
I mean, I've sown so, I mean, we've done, we've sown so much. And this is why we, I think, by the, by the grace of God, Anna and I, you know, and, and I, I thank God for my wife. My wife here, she, she is a result. She, her, her parents are pastors. Her adopted parents, her biological parents, was a pastor who had an affair with his young secretary and shifted his secretary. And guess what? Come on, somebody. Here's this, this pastor already had a big family. And look it. So what the enemy meant to, dis, to, to destroy, to disgust, God used, come on, somebody. God used... Anna was able to be raised by great pastors who taught her it doesn't matter how you were entered into this world, but it's knowing that you've been fearfully, wonderfully made, that you got a purpose in life, that God has something great. All I'm saying is this, man. You got to be strange enough to believe. You want to see great things happen in your life? Look at all this stuff I'm saying about our house, and I'm going to close in a, in a moment. All I'm saying is, look at Ann and I, we just keep giving, giving, giving. You can't ever outgive God. Could someone say amen? Come on, man. No, no more lack in 2016, amen? No more lack. Come on, man. Because when you're lacking, you cannot fully function in your purpose because you're all, we're always going to be at the mercies of our ATM. Come on. But when you get beyond the ATM and you take a step and say, okay, God, I've made some mistakes, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to shift now and give to you. And somehow, some way, you're going to work your kingdom Miraculous! You're going to work your favor. You're going to work your supernatural. You're going to work the divine advantages that I need because, God, I am your child, man. It's Super Bowl Sunday, man. It's excited to be about what we're going to see in a little bit, but it's more excited to see what God's going to do through your life. Come on, man. So if I can have the, the, the keyboard player look, all I want to say, man, I mean, there's a lot that I've said, but all I want, you know, just to, to, to say this, um, I love this, I read this, you cannot meet the creator of the universe and remain the same. You can't can't be in an environment like this and remain the same. I just, I want everybody to experience man, the craziness of God in their life. Because you'll never ever want to ever go back to the world. And even when things aren't going the way we want to, you just know that God has your back. Even if you do, we do lose 
and slip. Having a different and a strange spirit will always will keep you moving forward in love and in grace and in purpose. Man, I dropped out of high school, 10th grade. Man, I smoked weed every day for five years. I was arrested with a quarter pound of weed and a loaded gun. I was supposed to do two years in YA, man. And all I'm saying is, I thank God for my mom. She just reminded me, Adam, God has something good for you, Adam. You don't have to get all that mighty wanna, she would tell me. All that mighty wanna, Adam. She goes, God has a better high for you. And I'm so thankful that when, when I gave my life to Christ, everything changed. You know, and I pray that you will see, that you will see that. And as I end, I just want to say this. Look, I, I like to remind remind folks of what you have and this is just a reminder Super Bowl Sunday is this this is from 2005 this is when you travel with the team you know you see coaches and stuff we're playing against the Patriots and they give you credentials right so you know you get this they give you an envelope when you get to the hotel everybody gets credentials so the game day I uh, I never knew much about the credential other than I knew I had to put it on to go from the locker room to the field. And uh, so during a game, there's not like, like you eat before you go to the game and you eat after. But game day in the locker room, they would always just have like power bars and pretzels for, for the, obviously for the players, for staff like myself, you know, you just kind of wait. So... I would always eat my power bar and pretzels, you know. At, during halftime, I'd run in and grab my power bar and grab my pretzels. And I don't even really like power bars, but you get hungry, right? So a little pre- And I'm not even a big pretzel eater, so, but it's food, right? It's food, man. So five years, I'm wearing my credentials every game, right? Credentials. And then one, one time, the video director, he goes, hey, man. He goes, you want to go eat? And I go, bro, I'm, I go, nah, man, because if we go eat, we have to go pay, you know, go into the, uh, to the concessions, and it's like 10 bucks for a hot dog. I go, bro, man, unless you cover me. He goes, no, 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 man. He goes, let's go to the press box. I go, I can't. I can't go to the press box. He goes, how come? I says, because, dude, I, 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 um, I really didn't know what to tell him. I said, I don't know. He goes, dude, read your credential. And it says, official and all access. I had this bad boy for five years. Official and all access. I had no idea. I just had a credential. So I'm not kidding you. I'm like nervous going to this press box. It was in Philadelphia. We were playing against the Eagles. I'll never forget. We walk in to the press box, and they had 
a room around half of this room full of food, buffet, Philly cheesesteak, come on somebody, chicken, pizza, tacos. I'm like, dude. And I'm looking like, bro, who do you pay? He goes, bro, it's all access. For five years, I had power bars and pretzels. And I could not believe, I could not believe that every stadium had a press box full of food for five years. And all I'm saying to you is that you have a credential. Every one of you. All I'm saying to you is that there is more than power bars and pretzels. God has a buffet waiting for you. Come on, somebody. And this buffet has purpose. It has destiny. It has finances. Come on, somebody. Come on now. It has, it has everything that you've been needing. It has the hookups. Come on, it has the networks. Everything you need for God to take what he has purposed in your life and for you to move forward. It doesn't matter, man. Every one of you is official when you say, God, here I am. So right where you're at, let's close, let's close our eyes, man. Bow our heads, dear Father. Super.